Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 151 Secret Origins. Hi, pals. It's an exciting time for us. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, what we've been waiting for this whole time. New show, baby. Justice yeah. League is here. Yeah. Do, do, do. I'm doing a dance. It's like if you took all the good characters from mm-hmm. everything we've covered for the last two or three years. Yep. Uh, and you filtered out the, the, the Richie of it. <laughs> you got The Richies you got and the Lobos. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't, we don't need to. We don't need to, to revisit that. Except it's the it's the Richie and Lobo showbo. <laughs> oh God, he's my best friend. Oh, and also West is here, probably. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. Nope. So far, this show. Well, it's got Flash. Flash sucks, but it does. It does got Flash. It's um. We'll get in. Yeah. We'll get into this, but uh, it's rough when I'm more excited to see Snapper Car than I am to see the Flash. <laughs> Snapper Carr, actually voiced by Richie, like yep. the guy who did Richie's voice. And it's like, yeah, this is a much better fit for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this works. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there is an awful lot to tell you about. And uh, it took me quite some time to, to put this together. So let, let's just get on with it. Let me tell you what happens in Secret Origins. Our tale begins with the best looking background painting we've seen for months on this podcast. And it's just Mars, you know, red sky, red dirt, red rocks. But man, it's a nice change from the comparative crayon doodles we got in the previous three series. I suppose it's four series if you count Lobo, but nobody should count Lobo. Here we receive positive confirmation that this animated universe is indeed distinctive from our own, because the red planet is being explored by actual astronauts and not by some social media buying luxury car bomb manufacturing motherfucker. One of the astronauts falls in a hole, forces a door open, and screams in terror. But never mind all that. Now it's two years later. Something is amiss in Metropolis, so you know what that means. This is a job for Batman. Every job is a job for Batman if he doesn't think Superman is up to the challenge, which is most of the time. Bats has his eye on some science nerds at a Wayne Tech observatory who are speaking a seemingly alien language. In fairness, I've known a decent amount of nerds who actually do this, and also handling seemingly alien equipment and crawling around backwards like every creepy boogans from every horror movie from the past 20 years. Again, none of this seems too weird to me, but uh, this is Batman, and I trust he knows what he's doing. Especially since the sequence ends with the facility exploding and Superman showing up, and not being up to the challenge. See? Batman knows. (laughs) Although he may not have predicted that the reason Superman is out of sorts is because he's getting some kind of violent psychic message. Personally, I'd be concerned that he's still receiving instructions from Darkseid, since the last time we saw Cal, he was heading up to the apocalypse invasion of Earth. But who remembers that at this point? Certainly not the United Nations, who have decided to put Superman in charge of an initiative to destroy the world's nuclear arsenal. This was, incidentally, a major plot point in Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. But thankfully, we're being spared an appearance by Lex Luthor's nephew, Lenny, and also the 40,000 other horrible examples I could have pulled from Superman for the quest for peace. Meanwhile, Batman is still doggedly pursuing those nerds, and this time he's being pursued doggedly by a dog, which turns out to be an actual alien monster that outclasses Batman so effectively that he actually has to call Superman for help. (laughs) Superman retrieves his best pal. We're not friends, Batman mutters, emerging from unconsciousness just long enough to make this point clear. And then a meteor with extremely precise targeting crashes in Metropolis, like right over there. And another alien monster thing emerges, just like in Sam Raimi's third Spider-Man movie. More monsters quickly follow and begin laying waste to the world's major cities, Paris, Milan, Wellington. (laughs) Superman gets more of those psychic blasts and finally manages to determine the source, an Oreo-loving, Gumby-headed fellow who calls himself John Jones. You might think that's just the regular Earth name, John Jones, but I can assure you there are plenty of Z's and apostrophes in this name. You just can't really tell when I say it out loud. This really shouldn't be a big deal, though, as long as the team we're building doesn't eventually include another person named John. But I'm not even sure why I brought that up. (laughs) Batman and Superman liberate the green dude from his government prison and encounter further invasion forces, but thankfully they're assisted by some of Earth's other prominent superheroes. Hawk Girl! Ha! Flash, shut up, Flash, and Green Lantern, a.k.a. Jon Stewart. 
Listen, Stuart, you're great on this show, but would you consider maybe going by Johnny or Jack or something to alleviate confusion? Not only between the other guy whose name sounds like John, but to also the extremely prominent in this time period host of The Daily Show, John Stewart? No? Well, just thought I'd ask. Also, here is Diana of Themyscira, a place I went out of my way to learn how to pronounce, but which I will almost certainly never learn how to spell for the next year. Who's wearing a bathing suit, deflects bullets with her bracelets, and has a rope that makes you tell the truth, and, uh, okay, look. This character's kind of a mess. Bruce Tim and his guys do their absolute best to make sense of her whole deal, but there's only so much you can take away from Wonder Woman before she stops being, you know, Wonder Woman. So, with our team assembled, Apostrophe John jumps in with some exposition. He's from Mars, which was invaded by these monster guys. There was a long and brutal war that killed off all the Martians except our guy here. Said war was only ultimately ended with nerve gas. Kids love Justice League! Leaving John and the other monster guys sealed in the stasis until some idiot Earth idiot showed up and opened the door. The idiot died, but an evil alien duplicate of him returned to Earth, ran for office in the U.S. Senate, and then arranged for Superman to destroy all of the Earth's nukes after a particularly engaging viewing of Superman for the quest for peace. And this shows how truly evil they are, because he thought it was the best flick in the series. This left Earth suitably defenseless for the invasion. Fortunately, seven of the bravest and most powerful bodies and minds on the planet, well, six plus the Flash, are now together and dedicated to stopping the aliens, which they pretty much do in part three. Hey, this was a lot to summarize, all right? I'm already at a page and a half here. Epilogue. Batman just had this state-of-the-art satellite lying around, so he donates it to his workplace proximity associates as a base of operations. Flash makes a dumb Super Friends reference. Shut up, Flash. And everyone agrees to continue working together as a team. Jay apostrophe on is sad because he's the last of his kind, but Superman just kind of rolls his eyes and says, so what? So am I, and my life is great. Wow, Superman, that was surprisingly unsympathetic of you. Also, I hate your new voice. Mm-hmm. So this ruled. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, good to be back. It's been a while since I've watched Justice League just because, like, I mean, you know, I assume we were doing this at some point. Right. And um, right out of, right off the bat, this is awesome and I love it. Right off the Batman? Right off the Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, this is uh, kind of my good thing is, like, you have a you have a monumental task ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You have seven guys all with their own very specific things mm-hmm. that you have to get together and and you have to have a, a threat that's big enough that brings them together and makes sense and like you you know you got a lot of needles to thread here and I think they really pulled it off. Yeah, absolutely. Like it brought them all together in a fairly organic way. It gave us quick origin stories for uh, uh, Wonder Woman and and uh, the Martian Manhunter, mm-hmm. but then. A couple other guys just showed up during the fight. We'll get to them later. Yep. Like, every choice just felt like the right one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm also here. Cool, cool. Uh, get in line, and uh, we'll uh, deal with your deal later. Yeah, like, when we last saw Green Lantern and Superman, it was Kyle. But, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, next week, we're doing In Blackest Night, which is mm-hmm. a two-part uh, Green Lantern story, so we'll get to John. <laughs> like, we'll figure it out. And then in a few more weeks, we're doing a Wonder Woman story, yep. so we'll get to her, too. Like, you know. Did, uh, I was trying to remember if Hot Girl had appeared before this. No. Okay, that's what I thought. No, but she is, you know, the sort of the simplest one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's real easy to just go like, oh, Hot Girl, you're also here. And she can go, ha! Yeah, exactly. Which, Which she I will never do bit. as good as you, but, uh. Well, thank you. I am a professional voice performer, you know. I know. <laughs> um, no, I just kind of like, oh, yeah, there are other superheroes. Maybe, you know, you at home haven't seen all of them, but, uh, if Batman says they exist then they exist you yeah know? so he knows but then wonder woman has a more complicated thing so they mm. give us a couple of minutes on themiscara where she's like um hey the world's kind of blowing up and her mom's like yeah so what we don't live on the world we live in this island and she's yeah. like yeah actually fuck that i'm gonna go help yeah i i kind of love that like yeah it's a bit of a departure from what like i was thinking about this a lot because it's a bit of a departure from wonder woman's uh origin okay well tell me what her her typical origin is because like so many other things my basis like my my stock uh understanding comes from this show i mean like we saw it with the the wonder woman animated movie that we mm. did you know i don't remember <laughs> guy crash guy crashes his his plane on uh on the island oh, okay. they gotta have a tournament to uh decide who takes him back to uh Ah, okay. Um, America and uh, Wonder Woman wins, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, but also, like, you know, we don't have time for all that crap, so, like, this also works and gets pretty much exactly who the character is. 
Yeah. And uh, honestly, she's the one that feels the least well-formed. And I mm-hmm. don't know if this is going to be character development or if they're going to change her a little. Yeah. But she's very naive at first. Yes. Which which tracks because she's only lived on this very insular island with only women mm-hmm. and, and only, you know, women who are sort of frozen in like Greek times, mm-hmm. like ancient Greek times. Not modern, you know, Greece still exists as a place. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boy, I love uh, being frozen in modern Greek times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like it's it's sort of Clash of the Titans times. Mm-hmm. Like the gods exist. Everyone wears a toga and there's like marble columns everywhere. You yep. Know? Yep. I love my marble columns. Mm-hmm. But um... Stanley presents marble columns. <laughs> Friends of old marble. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's um like it's it's very economical. Yes. The way we get. I don't know. Maybe maybe we spend 60 seconds there, but we, we have a pretty good idea of what she's about and why she's leaving and, yeah. and all that. And, you know, well, I mean, honestly, this is a really difficult thing to pull together. Like you're talking about yeah. bringing together all of these different characters and you yeah. only have. Well, you have two of which you do have the advantage of already having met. Like, yes. Batman and Superman got their own shows. But other than that, yeah, you got five more guys to throw in there. But then, like, also, the first episode is basically just devoted to the two guys, you know? Mm, kind of. Like, there's a little bit of everything of, there's a little bit of, like, Flash. Meh. I No, I know. He immediately gets stuck in some goo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> idiot. Just idiot. See, okay, I don't know if we've had this conversation on the show proper. We've talked mm-hmm. about this a lot when we were covering those uh, uh, movies because we'd see The Flash and I'd go, ugh, The Flash. And you'd go, what are you talking about? The Flash is great. Yeah, I love The Flash. Yeah, from the comics and mm-hmm. the TV show. This I do not Flash. love this Flash. This, this is, is a... the Flash that I know. Mm-hmm. In in the grand tradition of Dick Grayson and Richie mm-hmm. and Bucky, like he's he's that character. Yeah. And this I is the guy him. who um, hit the first thing he does in this episode is go, I don't know if Superman should get rid of all the nuclear weapons. I side note, I love the twist on the usual 50s thing mm-hmm. where it's like the reason that uh, Earth is doomed is because we have nukes. Whereas in this story, we got rid of the nukes and now yep. we're fucked. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a real interesting twist. I thought, yep. no, I'm watching it and I'm I'm like, look. I hate nuclear weapons and love Superman, and even I don't think that your entire plan should be, well, Superman will take care of it. No, what you don't want is nukes pointed at every other, like, every country pointing nukes at every other country. Yeah. But, you know, maybe keep a couple in case something comes from, the I don't know, the sky? Mm-hmm. The sea? Mm-hmm. You know, up and down. Yeah. But, um... Oh, God, another sea invasion. Mm-hmm. No, Aquaman's cool. We'll see mm-hmm. him. He's pretty cool. Yep. He's, eh, he's kind of cool. I, I'm, <laughs> he's all right. I'm just comparing him now to uh, Brave and the Bold Batman or uh, Aquaman. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's okay. But yeah, he's, he's not, fine. He's not that one. He's not good Aquaman. No, no, no. Um, But no, Flash, Flash does suck. Also, there's really nothing to him. He runs fast and he makes dumb quips and that's it. Oh, and, and hits on Wonder Woman a lot. A lot. Like a whole lot. Dude's on camera for like five seconds. He's like, nice ass. That's. That's his deal. Yeah. And it's not just that I think the jokes are dumb, but they are. It's, it's, there's also the horniness. Yeah, and that sucks. I was watching with Amanda and Tilo and they're like, why is he not hitting on Hawk Girl? I'm like, he may have tried once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's all it takes. <laughs> then she hit on him with yes. her mace. Yes. Her, what is it? Nth metal mace? Yeah, I, I love that. Um, like in my head, uh, standards and practices is like you can't just have this woman beating the shit out of people with a mace. Well, what if the mace did like a flash? Oh, that'd be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's magic. You yeah. Say. Oh, mm-hmm. a magic mace. Well, that's yeah, that's completely different. I think I I think that is a good as good opportunity as any to talk about standards and practices mm-hmm. and the fact that we are definitely not on like uh, kids WB anymore. No, there was so much like grotesque, like tentacles getting under people's skin Ooh, the the body horror in this is so good yeah ah. lots of just like just uh mm-hmm. not just not just the character c- crying out because they're suffering but visually really like like selling that that sort of visceral suffering yep yep, yep. a lot of real gross stuff <laughs> jean's having a bad time 
Yeah, he sure is. Please stop putting tentacles under my skin. No! Here's some more, buddy. Ah, I got so many tentacles. Everyone's got so many tentacles. Well, that's kind of your good thing. Mm -hmm. The designs on the aliens in this are so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so we start, it's, it's very War of the Worlds. Well, they start, yeah, with the tripod guys. Yeah, they do the, the tripods, but like, the tripods are like weirdly like organic and biological looking. Mm -hmm. And like, everything's kind of made out of like a white sliminess. Yep. And then they've got like the big ass Metroid looking leader who shows up at the end and he's cool with like tentacles and like a weird, like sort of purpley shiny effect inside. Mm -hmm. And also he talks like someone's boss. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where he lost me. It's like, oh, here's the final boss. Hey guys. How you how you doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck the earth now. It was a giant uh, horrible monster and uh, if you could grab me a cup of coffee, that'd be awesome. The mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the French roast would be nice if there's any left. Actually, weirdly, mm -hmm. uh the the senator who got body swapped, body mm -hmm. snatched, what however the fuck you say that. Uh, was Gary Cole, the guy who played that boss in uh, Office Space. Oh, yeah. And also uh, Harvey Birdman and lots of other things. I love Gary Cole. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, Honestly, my favorite of all his many, many roles is the dad in the Brady Bunch movies. He's perfect. I, I need to watch those again. It's oh, been so 30 years. Yeah. Uh, um, but the um, but the actual soldiers mm -hmm. are so cool. Um. So I don't know if this is just me or, like, if this is intentional or if it's just how they're painted. Um, they have a look to them like they're, like they're hollow slime that's full of holes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, so, like, it's like if, if, like, if, like, something in the form of a human was, like, made out of, like, lace. Like, wet lace. Yeah, they're taking human form, but they're not solid. They're, they're just not. sort of making the shape, but they're hollow. And I just keep looking, and I'm like, that is such a cool effect. And it is so. It, it is something I have never seen before. The and show. Is, oh, go ahead. It, it's just so absolutely unique and cool. The show continues to do the thing that Batman and Superman did very well, mm -hmm. which is working within the limits of this of this fairly limited Bruce Tim style. Like you still have to make everything sort of very minimal and simple. They managed to make a lot of very distinctive. Like in, in the episodes ahead, we're going to see a lot of cool looking aliens that don't mm -hmm. look like this. Like they, they managed to make it go really far and then robots also and monsters yep. and like, like they get a lot out of this very simple style. Well, it's like, okay, we're doing justice. Like, like I know how, you know how we had to like bring in new stuff every, every week. Now we really got to bring in new stuff every week. So yeah, but also they have the entirety of DC comics to draw mm -hmm. from. Like, like there's a lot, you know, but like, that's the other thing they started this with like, I mean, like, I've definitely seen the Martians uh, invading Earth in uh, uh, Justice League comics before, but, like, this is still a very unique take on it, you know? Well, I saw in your notes you said that you thought that they might have been influenced a bit by the Morrison. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure uh, the Morrison JLA run, uh, which is a masterpiece, uh, mm -hmm. was a pretty big influence on, on this, and mm -hmm. I'll sort of be keeping an eye open for that as we keep watching, but, like, th this is kind of also how that launched with, like, it turning out to be be like a Martian invasion. Well, it's, it's a good way because to this point, I mean, yes, Superman is from space, but... Mm -hmm you know, he started here as a baby. Like we, we haven't really dealt with a character who is from space before yes. from another planet who is from another planet and then came here as, as grown up. Mm. And so like you're kind of expanding the scope in a way, you know yes. what I mean? You're kind of like, okay, Batman and Superman are fighting crime on earth and occasionally Superman goes into space. But what if, you know, if, if you're bringing in this Martian guy, you really need to like, uh, expand the scope and like, mm -hmm. zoom out and show a bigger picture thing. And what better way to do that than an alien invasion? Yeah. It's very it good. Really and also cool. I, my memory was that these guys were Martians and that's what I, I thought, thought it was too. Cooler that they're actually not Martians. Mm -hmm. They're, they're the guys who killed the Martians. <laughs> you were probably, I see you're wondering why there's no Martians left except for this one guy. Yeah. Uh, here's why mm -hmm. these guys suck. Yep. Pretty great. Mm -hmm. And I don't, Every, you know, every single story about aliens should not be like uh, where the aliens are mindless killing machines. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind one every now and then. Yeah, and like on, it's a good, it's a good, 
uh, way to start the show, too. Like, with everything else going on, you need a real bare-bones bare plot, and Lookout yeah. Alien Invaders is a real good uh, uh, place to start. And it's big enough to bring everybody in. Mm -hmm. uh, all of that being said, isn't this Green Lantern's job? Yep. Isn't the Green Lantern Corps kind of supposed to... Like, John should have tried to fight these guys and said, shit, I need backup, mm -hmm. and then called for backup. I was um I was thinking about that when I was watching cuz like the so the the proto justice league is just completely overwhelmed by fighting these aliens. Mm -hmm. Uh John's teamed up with the Flash, I'm sorry mm -hmm. to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like I I have that thought Oh, maybe you should call in the rest of the Green Lanterns to come help you out. And then yeah. I'm like, oh wait, no, he's a Green Lantern. This is his, his, his this is his exact job. If he calls uh, home and goes, hey, can you send some more guys? They're just gonna be all like, oh, your one planet is being invaded. That's mm -hmm. the job. Get back to work. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, the thing I like. Okay. Jon Stewart is one example of many mm -hmm. in this. Well, we've already seen some of them, but we're going to yeah. see a lot more in Justice League of characters in comics who were kind of eh. mm -hmm. like I, I, you may disagree. But to this point in comics, Jon Stewart was nothing. He was. Yeah, I, he was overshadowed by Guy Gardner and by the legacy guy, by Hal Jordan, mm -hmm. whether whether you like Hal or not. He's the guy who was there first. So exactly. he didn't have to work very hard. No, um, but, you know, there were there were bigger personalities than him. Mm hmm. Um, but this show really, like, brings it with him. He is a uh, former Marine, mm -hmm. and he that's, like, he approaches everything as sort of a hardcore military guy. And while I per personally don't like that, mm -hmm. like, as, as a guy, I wouldn't enjoy hanging out with him. It's a good thing for the team to have, because you have Batman is a tactician, mm -hmm. but you need someone who can kind of, like, think in a more sort of military way. Well. And Batman's a tactician, but Batman, as he will tell you uh, constantly, uh, works alone, you know? Like, uh, he said he's he'll be on the team when they need him. And you, uh, I don't I don't like to hang out in satellites I paid billions of dollars for, but you uh -huh. can call me. I put a red phone in the uh, in the room. <laughs> but like well, That's having, weird. You'd think the red phone would call Flash. Uh-huh. Why isn't it a blue phone? No one wants to call Flash. <laughs> no, that's true. Where's my phone? Yeah, um, mm -hmm. uh, we'll, uh, don't, don't worry about it. We'll call you. Mm-hmm. Right, but on what? Uh, so, we'll figure it Wonder out. Woman. Uh-huh. How are you? But, you know, like, John John Stewart, right out of the gate, mm -hmm. is just very hardcore, very, like, very strict. Mm -hmm. Very So, like, pairing him up with Flash actually made sense. Yep. Because it's like, who can keep this guy in line? Mm-hmm. Well, he can. Hey, would you shut up and stay focused, please? Hey, idiot. Yep. Do your job. Yep, exactly. What if I didn't do my job? Mm-hmm. Terrible. This is another fine mess you've gotten us into. <laughs> I fell in some butterscotch pudding. He literally fell in some butterscotch pudding. I know. It's the worst. He's the <sighs> God damn it. But now at least you understand why I don't like the Flash. When this wraps up, I'm going to go read some Mark Wade Flash comics and feel a lot better about myself. I, I can tell you and the listeners this, and people who have seen the series already know this, but for those of you who don't or don't remember, he gets better. Mm -hmm. In JLU, when we have an expanded cast and other people can be the idiot and it's not just him, mm -hmm. they back off a little. And I think they also kind of imply that some time has passed and he's matured a mm -hmm. little and he's he's not so like this all the time. Yeah. So it's it's just Justice League proper where he's like this, but JLU... Uh, there's one episode in particular he's very good at. Yes. I just, I, I, I picture like uh, uh, Batman and Superman just sitting him down. Barry, or possibly mm -hmm. Wally, we're not it's sure. Wally. It is, okay. Um, you got to stop. Yeah. I can't stop. I go fast. That's my thing. Uh, da, 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 da. The j joke's later. This is very serious. We've gotten no, several calls it. from human resources. You need to stop. <laughs> there's only seven of us. Who's human resources? <laughs> ha! <laughs> Shouldn't you have gotten a human? No. <laughs> you can't spell HR without ha! There's actually surprisingly few humans on this Justice League. Let me see if they actually balance it. Hang on. Yeah, that's, I was thinking of that too. John, Superman, and uh, Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl. Well, Amanda said half the team is from space, and I said there's seven of them. Wait a minute. Three of them are from space. One of them works in space, of, which is yep. half. Yep. Three and a half of them are from yep. space. That's true. <sighs> you win this round, Amanda. Yep.
Uh, let's see. All right, see. so I actually, this is such a good lineup for just, like, <clears throat> like, each of these characters brings, like, a different type of situation, too. Yeah, they clearly thought out what the team dynamic was going to be. Like, yeah. What, what is the purpose of each of them, both, like, on the team as crime fighters, but also as characters yeah. that relate to each other? Like, and, and it's very well balanced, I think. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, also. You might wonder, okay, Hawkman is already, like, kind of a deep bench guy. Mm-hmm. Hawk girl, really? But they worked in a second woman. Yeah. And I'm glad for that, because mm-hmm. now Diana can be a little naive and a little like, huh? What? What is that? I don't know. Why does? Uh, why is he touching uh, my bottom? <laughs> no, because she's not dumb. No. She's just uninformed. Yeah. And she won't stay like that for long. But right now, she's never met a man. Yeah. So the way Flash is creeping on her, she doesn't. It doesn't really click with her. Does he ever shut up? No. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hawkgirl, you know, it's, it's it's like you know, like many people have said, if you have more than one, mm-hmm. then you know that gives you a lot more uh, maneuvering room. I think, yeah. which is great. Plus, going with John Stewart, the the more like maybe an unconventional choice over Hal or something. Mm-hmm. But now you have a person of color on the team. Yeah, which is absolutely. Good. Like you need you need that, and I like in Static. Static's like. Shit, there is a black superhero. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. That was one of the things we really liked about, like, uh, John showing up on that show. Yeah. That and uh, Phil Lamar just acting against himself for half an hour. Well, Phil Lamar is amazing. Yeah. I like, yeah, apart from the fact that I'm not crazy about Superman's new voice, I like the, otherwise I like the uh, the voice cast on this. Mm. Like, every, there's nobody doubling up, which a lot of cartoons back in the day did. Yep. Like, you'd have, you know, three of the seven would be Billy West or something. <laughs> I'm Flash. I'm also Superman. No, I'm Billy West has enough range that he could pull it off. No, I know. But you know, like it's everybody's got a unique, distinctive voice, mm. and I like that. I really like Wonder Woman's voice a good deal. Yep. She's got kind of a husky, you know, like uh, I don't exactly know how to describe it, but I really like it. It, it it's good. Yeah. And uh uh and of course uh Martian Manhunter played by the hilariously named Carl Lumbly. <laughs> He sounds Sorry, like Carl, someone's neighbor. I know. But very, very good voice. We can... Jack, act gay. Carl Lumbly's uh, coming over again. I just wanted some Oreos. <laughs> Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I like, like, Martian Manhunter's a hard one. Uh, he's another one in the comics mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, there's some good ideas here, but what is this? Yeah, Martian Manhunter... Um, I have never read a good Martian Manhunter comic. I've read okay. a good, uh, like, I've read a ton of good Justice League that he's in. Yeah, him know? on a team is good. But yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've read any solo anything with him. But he's one of the ones that uh, I had a uh, uh, action figure of when I was an extremely little kid. So I will love him forever. Well, of course, that's a that's a great action figure. He's a green guy. Yep. I love a green guy. Yeah. He had, like, that thick brow. Oh, it's awesome. And the, the um... The show doesn't really explain why he morphs from his form, like his his natural form, mm-hmm. which is sort of more pointy, to the big brow, uh, cape but no pants. Yep. Look, or it might be pants but no shirt. I don't remember. But you know, it's he's missing some key uh, items of clothing. Uh, yeah. I'm trying I, to picture it in my head, and I'm I'm not quite getting a full picture. It's but. it's just like. I've moved beyond. We Martians don't believe in your so-called shirts, mm-hmm. but I I have done what you humans call compromise by having this strap thing to hold in my bulging pectoral muscles, uh, which I also created to make you feel more comfortable. Uh huh. What um, what kind of data are you going off here, Jean, on how to make us feel more comfortable? <laughs> And, well, I read Batman's mind. Oh, there we go. I read the mind. I read the mind of several creeps on your planet. <laughs> yeah, I thought I felt someone in there. <laughs> Thanks, Flash. What about the buccaneer boots? Oh, I just thought these were cool. Mm-hmm. I do know how to accessorize. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this, uh, and I really wish they'd sort of uh, have done more with uh, Jean feeling like he has to uh, look like he does to not scare people. Um, mm-hmm. Having someone just deciding to, like, I have to, guess I have to change my entire body to make strangers feel more comfortable mm. uh, feels like something that could be interesting to dig into. Huh. Weird. Weird that you would say that. Mm. 
thing I, I do think that does come up. Maybe not quite in the particularly focused context you're talking sure. about. But but I believe the issue of him trying to pass as human does uh, come up in other episodes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I didn't need them to stop and turn to the camera and tell oh. us why. It didn't matter. But I was curious why he decided on that form. Yeah. No, we look, we don't have time for a lot of things in this in these episodes. But plus. Um, that was that was when we got five to ten minutes of him telling you the story. Like, you know, there was already a lot of him explaining stuff yeah. to you. So that's fine. But uh, um, it would be nice to, like, get to at some point, you know? Well, and again, we're going to go, like, for a while, as I recall, like, the next several episodes pick a hero and focus on their whole deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure the Green Lantern episode next week is John being accused of something and going on trial and the other guys having to exonerate him, that whole thing. Oh, God, does Sinestro show up and is all like, I'm not evil. And everyone's like, well, that guy's not evil. Mm-hmm. Time for us to pull out those jokes again. Uh-huh. I think that was it. That was the one. Yep. Um. Oh, it's hey. our uh, our favorite partner, Good Guy-O. <laughs> That's me, Good Guy-O Gardner. <laughs> Um, and then I know we get one where, uh, Diana goes back to Themyscira and has to deal with the, the fallout of her just stealing a bunch of shit and leaving. Hey, um, you stole, uh, you stole our underwear. Mm-hmm. We'd like them back, please. Also the, the truth telling rope. Mm-hmm. We'd like our rope back. Mm-hmm. That's a very important rope for getting people to tell the truth. Oh, she's such a mess. I was looking at this. She's got like the, the, the breastplate and the tiara. Uh, mm-hmm. But no uh, star-spangled bathing suit, and I'm just like, I assume she brought that along from her own wardrobe. Yeah, probably. Uh, no pants, but uh, I did just get this cool America swimsuit that I could probably throw the top o- away. No, what what happened was she uh, she came to the shores and stopped at the first, like, um, you know, gift shop or mm-hmm. drugstore or, you know, one of those places that has real cheap, like, uh, tourist garbage. Oh, yeah, so it was impossible not to buy something with the American flag on it. Right, exactly. She stopped at, like, the, you know, wherever the coastal, like, she's coming across the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had all that stuff there. Ocean City, insert state here. Do you guys have, like, pants? Like, like extra, extra pants? pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had some, but we gave them the Jefferson Twilight. Damn <laughs> Uh, let's see, Flash. I, I'm trying to go through all the team. We, we should talk about each guy. Yeah, we uh, should Flash, talk about Flash, each guy. Flash sucks. Um, I think that was all. Oh, and Hawk Girl, we don't really know much about yet. No. Honestly, it's it's a fair bit down the road, but there's more to Hawk Girl than you know. Well, I kind of really like that. Yeah. With, like, with the, like, just having her, like, show up and just be like, oh, and Hawk Girl is also here. Well, it and I don't even think they say in this episode, but she's from Thanagar, mm-hmm. a different planet, and she's here for, I think, she says she's here for, like, standard superhero reasons. Like, uh-huh. I'm, you know, I'm here to help out, because you got a lot of bad guys, and I like to hit stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I asked uh, what what the best planet for hitting stuff was, and everyone pointed mm-hmm. at Earth, mm-hmm. and I got here, and Flash was here, and I said, yep. Mm-hmm. And then I Ooh, hit him and that's a, a hard, lot. <laughs> that's a hard target to hit, so that's good practice. Uh. But Stay I, still, you jackass. It's a hard target to hit, but it's so satisfying when you do do it. Ugh. Oh, no, it's hard. It's hard in the sense of like a good workout. Yeah. Not in like she gets frustrated. It's like, no, good. It gives Ugh. me, a, you know, hitting a stationary target's no fun. Ugh, I love beating up Flash. Could you please stop? No. No. Maybe if you stop being this. This. Uh-huh. On account of your deal. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a hard time finding one because this rules. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this a lot, but, like, this is basically the, like, the absolute perfect superhero crap that I am here for. Yeah. Um, but, um, Superman definitely does kill a couple of aliens with sunlight. Mm -hmm. Um, like, this is a real thin line to walk, but you can do it, um... Neither Superman nor Batman should ever kill and or allow people to be killed if they're sentient. That's it. Like, okay, they did a really good job of like show. So like when they start shining the light into the spaceship and like, like, oh, this was a thing I didn't mention in my summary because there was so much to, to talk about. Yeah. yeah the sunlight, which I quick side note, the only useful thing I picked up from the wiki was um, uh, they pointed out a bunch of nitpicky bullshit that I didn't care about. But they pointed out that if this dude disguised himself as a, as a U.S. senator mm-hmm. for two years 
and never once stood in the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's a good point, guys. Sorry, anyway. I don't know. I've seen some of the U.S. senators. I don't believe they've ever been in the sun either. Fair enough. <laughs> that's some uh, uh, but you hard-hitting were, you were saying... political commentary. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, so they basically find out that uh, the aliens are allergic to sunlight like one, like a common vampire. And so they start shining light into the uh, the ship. And what we see a lot of is like uh, aliens sort of burning and then running for cover. And I'm like, okay, so this is how we'll basically just show a couple scenes of that. Yeah, it's like a warning shot across their bow. Yeah, exactly. And then like, you know, we don't have to worry about it. But then, you know. We see a bunch, mm-hmm. like, Superman punch a hole in, like, a wall, and, like, sunlight starts coming in and, like, melts a dude. And I'm like, I feel like I don't disagree with you entirely, but I feel like you're just going to have to get used to that. I think once we have determined that that they are definitively bad guys, mm-hmm. he will kill them. Yeah. No, and I've definitely seen, um, I forget if it was in Superman or if it's coming up in this, but I've definitely seen Superman, like, beat, like, kill some parademons, too. It's just, yeah. it's never not gonna bug me. Okay. He did, I gotta say, he did have the moment where they're all leaving, and he's like, shit, there's still people in yeah. those body snatcher pods, we need to get them, and it's like, good, yep. good, they did remember Superman is like a damn hero, yep. good. That's Superman right there, just, uh, oh, people it, need you know. saving, I will save them. It's And everyone's sort of like, this is headcanon. I don't think this happened on screen. But in my head, the other, well, the other five, mm-hmm. Batman didn't uh, react this way, but was like, oh, shit. Oh, I feel really bad now. Mm-hmm. We should have rescued those guys. I was saving them. <laughs> I had a plan. You got in the way of my plan. If Superman wasn't here, it would have still happened. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where we're expected to believe that Batman has been killed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, he wasn't. That's cute. Yeah. Um, I learned this I, from the Joker. That guy uh, appears to get killed and then just disappears every week. You should see the wiki. They're always like, uh, excuse me, he was dead. Mm-hmm. He was definitively mm-hmm. dead and uh, there was no way he could have come back. And they didn't explain how he came back. Yeah. Um, I really hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> so nice to have Kevin Conroy back, by the way. Yes. Yes, it is. May he rest in peace. Yeah. <sighs> um... I did like b- because of the sunlight thing. Um, the aliens made these fucking pollution factories mm-hmm. that were just belching black smoke into the atmosphere to make it night all the time. And it's like, that, I bet that's not even as bad as half the shit LexCorp gets. Oh up yeah, to. I I like to picture them like, well, we were gonna build some pollution factories to like blot out your sun, but like they're already here. We just yeah, you like, guys. All we're doing is uh, is sort of shoring up the ones you already have because they're moving a little slow mm-hmm. for our tastes. But uh, you're already doing this. Yeah, for us. we just bumped them up to eleven. Like we yeah. took over the world in like a day. You guys are in real trouble. Yep. Oh, we know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like maybe not in maybe not in this world. Yeah. Well, I like to I, I like to believe that like um uh like the dc earth like we took care of like global warming and all that stuff because we Mm -hmm. keep getting invaded by by uh uh basically every kind of horrible threat Mm -hmm. so like we uh definitely took care of all the other crap uh right away yeah no and occasionally when we get into the jlu era in particular they they show the justice league sort of working hand in hand with earth governments to fix this problem or that problem or whatever and i like that that it's not just about fighting costumed bad guys or fighting off alien invasions it's like no sometimes they just help well i mentioned this like i love the idea of superman just taking all the uh, nuclear missiles i think that's awesome yeah yeah that was honestly the only good bit in superman 4 mm-hmm. is when he put them all in a big net and then threw them in the sun yeah good plan superman yep <clears throat> And then that, Lex uh, Luthor put uh, some put a piece of his hair, put a piece of Superman's hair in one of the missiles, and it turned into the nuclear man. Sure, as happens. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. Yep. 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 There is a point where the uh, uh, the aliens are everywhere, and people are looting and and doing you know typical "there's chaos in the streets" things. Yep. Um, There's an average Diana... week uh, week night on Goth at Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And uh, Diana goes, maybe my mom was right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the world of men sucks. And and John literally goes, uh, no, no, hang on. Not all men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, John. God damn it. You've been on this planet for 10 minutes and th- you're already becoming one of these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop it. 
I just don't think you can use such a sweeping jet. You can't paint all men with the same brush. Okay. All right. All right. And look, I get it. It's a superhero story, and you show, yeah, some people are bad, mm-hmm. but also some people are good. Yep. And I, I get that, but it came off bad. <laughs> I like those the two bikers moving the big rock and just like, oh, you're safe now. Thanks, bikers. Yeah, I'm always here for regular people being heroes. Yes. Like, that's one of my favorite superhero tropes always mm-hmm. is, yeah, you got, you know, Superman and everybody else with their big powers, but then you got just a regular ass guy doing something to help out. Yep. That's great. Uh, the, there were, uh, not just the design of the aliens, but there were some other nods to various, uh, uh, Mars stories. Yep. There was, um, uh, the dude who went to Mars is called Carter. Yep. And then the general who, uh, disapproved of everything was named Wells. Mm-hmm. Not after Orson, although maybe also after Orson. Yep. <clears throat> but, yes. uh, H- HG. Um, I'm standing here at Grover's I, They had Snapper Car basically do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Snapper Car. Yep. Who is I? I know the answer to this. Before the listeners, who is Snapper Carr in the Justice League? I know he he was in the Silver Age. He's like I don't know a whole lot about Snapper Carr, honestly, other than that he's like a uh, um uh, like side, he's one of those sidekick characters, you know? Like he's the teen that hangs around yeah. and just basically gets into trouble, so they have to rescue him. Yeah, he he's like a third-rate Rick Jones without even the personality of Rick Jones. I think Snapper Carr came first. Though. He might have done, but like. Mm-hmm. Rick Jones is the one I've heard of because he was in the Hulk uh, origin. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, it, here instead of making him a, a lame teen that hangs out with the gang, uh, he's a, a TV reporter. Yeah, and so you have that nice sort of War of the Worlds framing device where you keep uh, having the news report. You know, yep. like it's a very you know it's a very stock way to tell you what's happening, but it's also very effective. Yeah, something's coming out of the meteorite. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, the snapping thing, because Superman goes into a trance when he gets like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the psychic blast or whatever. And Snapper Card's like, hey, Superman. Yeah. And it's like, OK, that's a clever way to get his little because in the comics, he was just like a beatnik guy who snapped all the yeah. time and it was real stupid. Yeah. But but there I was like, of course, he's get, trying to get someone's attention. That's mm-hmm. what you do. There's also a good, bit where he's uh, talking to his camera crew and he's like, oh, g- right. get over there now. Yeah. But again, pretty natural. Yeah. Like, they worked that in. No, it works. Yep. It's fine. I like it. I like, and this show does a lot of that, where they'll take stuff from the comics, mm-hmm. and they'll be true to it, but they'll make it work in this world. Yeah. That's just like- and That's one of my favorite things. If someone goes, oh, look, Snapper Car is here, my uh, my immediate reaction is always, oh, well, could he not be? Yeah. Could someone no, but, else be here instead? But it had to be somebody. Yes. You need a reporter to tell you what's going on. That's the best way to move the story forward quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, why not make it Snapper Car? I don't know. What's uh, what's her face from Batman up to? Uh, you can't use any Batman characters. Oh, that's right. God damn it. Mm-hmm. We're in that era now. You will get a couple of appearances from Joker and Harley. Mm-hmm. And I think Alfred shows up maybe once, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear a lot of, well, what, <laughs> where are some Batman characters? Mm-hmm. Too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do a whole Birds of Prey episode where they can't use Barbara. Yep. Which is, I mean, look, Gail Simone wrote it, and- she like it's her deal, and she made it work, and it was great. Uh, t- you know, she but was imagine like, if why Barbara can't I, was. In why it. can't I use Barbara? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like when uh, when the Legion of Doom happens, and you're like, okay, Batman's got a couple of heavy hitters mm-hmm. that should be on the. Wait a minute, what? Joker, that's it. Jo- just Joker. I would look if I was setting up the Legion of Doom, I would not hire Joker. You know. N- well, we'll get to that. They don't. <laughs> What happens is Lex sets it up and the Joker shows up and says, you didn't invite me. How rude. And, and oh, shit, this psychopath found us. Oh, God. Which is a great way to do it. Who called Joker? Which one of you called Joker? I have my ways of finding out. Okay? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Lexi. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But the, I just want to like, put my fingers on your head just for a second. <laughs> just drum them. Ooh, satisfied. Get a good sound out of this thing. You know, you look like mm-hmm. Telly Savalas. <laughs> I've got a boat. Why, why are we talking about this? <laughs> uh, so my bad thing. Yes. Let this, let's get this out of the way with the first episode so we don't need to talk about it. Well, we'll talk about it every time a guest shows up because they'll, they'll say mm-hmm. it too. Boy, the opening titles. Yeah, they suck. suck. These I couldn't remember if uh if it was Justice League or JLU that opened with uh, these titles. Oh, it's it's both. Yeah. 
But like JLU just has more characters, but it's the same style. Yeah, but it's like it's also intercut with like bits from like the show. Yeah. And I don't normally like that, but in this case, just like, okay, yeah, please don't show me more of these terrible CGI graphics. It's it's very early CGI, which there is a way to do that. Yes. Because there's a there's a couple of those shots that I actually like. Mm-hmm. There's like Batman looking real minimalist where you basically just see the cape and like his eyes and that's it. Yeah. But and it's like, that's the way to do it. And then you cut to Wonder Woman who just looks like a Barbie doll moving her arms so that her bracelets come up and it looks real bad. I mean, that's the thing. Batman translates to a very simplistic style. Like all you really need is like a couple of points, you know? I think you could reduce every character down to a, a very minimalist sort of image. Mm-hmm. You could you could have Wonder Woman streaking across the sky in her invisible jet. Yes. Maybe. Or, I don't know, just the rope. Yep. Like, there are images of Wonder Woman that could work, that you could boil it down to something that would look kind of cool. Yeah, but, like, if you're doing too much, like, detail, like... Yeah, once you just show a regular human up close... It's like, well, that's just a lady. Yeah, and it's... I love the music. Yeah. I love the... The, the title score, whoa, did we just agree on the music? Apparently. It's good music. First time. <laughs> well, it took five series for us to actually say, yeah, mm-hmm. we both think this is pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's a good theme song. Um, there's another weird choice, though. So there's the, the bad CGI, which doesn't. And look, I watched this show when it aired in 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And it was bad then. Yep. It was bad by those. St- it's not like looking back from 2023. Oh, this this could have been better. Yeah, exactly. No, it could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also there's a really weird choice. So they show, you know, each of the seven guys gets a moment mm-hmm. where you show them doing their thing. Yeah. Here's Batman swinging around. Yeah, exactly. And then so you get to the third, third or fourth one, which is Green Lantern. The title of the episode comes up. Yep. And then the rest of the guys have their thing. And it's like, why would you put the title there? Yeah, right. It's weird. Like, I assume it's just because they didn't have a whole lot of time. I guess. But, like, you I could think just move You put that. it at the end. Yeah. Or, like, put it over, like, you know, do that, uh, the TV thing where it's just sort of playing over the first couple of minutes, you know? Like, yeah. Put it over the first shot. Yeah. But <laughs> Justice it, League is filmed before a live studio audience. And, like, I remember because when I used to DVR the show. And my DVR wouldn't always give me the right info. Mm. I would skim through to find out what episode is this. Yeah. And it was weird to have to look there for the title instead of where every other show put yeah, it. Yeah, that's not where you, that's not where this goes. Yeah. Sir, I watched Star Trek. You put it at the beginning, like after yeah. the credits. Obviously. Sir. Sir. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, those those titles are just just awful. They're bad. They're very bad. And they should mm-hmm. feel bad. Particularly since it doesn't give you a sense of what the show is. No. If you saw that in the early 2000s, you'd be like, oh, this is one of those new CG cartoons that don't look great. Yeah. I'm probably not going to watch this. This looks like some real slow walking. Didn't they do a Green Lantern show in that style? They did. And it this that was years later, though, and it looks a lot I don't know better. If it was the- I don't know if it was that much later. I, I feel like know. it came. I feel like it came right after this you show. You might be right. Give me one sec. I think yeah, it was I'm around uh, when the movie came out, so Green Lantern that Animated been, Series. That would have been around then? Uh, uh, 2011. Okay, so it would have been a bit after yeah. then. Because this ended in 2006. They, JLU ended in 2006. They sort of figured out how to translate that Bruce Tim style to a more 3D. Like, you can huh. sort of see how that works. Right. It's, well, I mean, everything's pretty simple, yeah. so, you know, you could make it work. It's not quite like Bruce Tim, but it's definitely got, you yeah. can see that DNA. Right. And, um... Everyone's you know, a big triangle I, with a big chin. That's how they should be. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, there there are good CG, I mean, you know, Clone Wars look great. Yep. Like, it's not hard to do that. How old's Clone but, Wars? That must have been uh, around not, then, too, right? Yeah, I'm going to say 2009. Yeah, like, didn't Clone Wars come out between uh, episode two and three? Uh, no, that was the uh, traditional anime. That's one. what I was thinking of, yeah. The, the, Gendi, the CG uh, one came a few years after the last yeah. uh, the last prequel. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, let me just check my notes here. Oh, at one point, um, someone refers to them as Superman and a team of other heroes. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Excuse me? Yeah, right? Uh, talk about the body horror. Oh, uh, General Wells. Yes. 
who was just a, you know, an angry general who didn't agree with Superman's methods. Why wasn't that the guy from Superman? Excellent fucking question. Yeah, alien. You know, ah. that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, this was Kevin Michael Richardson being great, mm-hmm. as he often is, but I didn't understand why he was a different character. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Anything I think that's else? everything I got. Oh, and at one point, someone describes them as Earth's mightiest heroes, and uh, I, I think that's that's a different team, guys. The, 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 here's the thing, though: the, these guys are Earth's mightiest heroes. The the guys with oh, that yeah, t- with that tag uh, are not as good. Well, no, well, and cer- also certainly not when this show was being made. I remember that's the what I was going to say. Then, yeah, but even the classic lineup, like until that uh, first Marvel movie came out, mm-hmm. I was like, people like the Avengers. Yeah, really? right. These are all the B-listers. No. Where's all the good? Where's like Spider-Man? No, I hated the Avengers growing up. Like, that's just a pile yeah. of uh, guys I don't want to hang out with. That's because Marvel put out like, you know, cartoons and marketing stuff for basically everything but those characters. Yep. So kids did not care about no. them. <sighs> all right. Well, I think that's it then. Yeah. So that was We're the first episode start. of Justice League. Yeah. Show rules. Fantastic start. Yeah, it does. And next week we do a Green Lantern one. Yeah. Uh, j- just, I think I've mentioned this before, but just so you guys know, uh, every story in this uh, Justice League series is a two-parter. Yes. So we're just covering a story a week. Yeah. So like when we get a three-parter like this, we'll do that. But otherwise, it's just like next week we're doing part one and two of the next yeah. thing. So it's it's real easy for us. It's real easy for you. It's, it it works out s- real nice. We don't have to split so. up the, the uh, episodes. Yeah, exactly. So. Perfect. So that's what we're doing next week. Uh, let's see. The website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, we are on Twitter. I am at Algar. I'm at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this yeah. time. See you, folks. Twala, shut up, Flash. <laughs> I just thought you were going to end with ha! For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 